So the Max and Wancast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do. Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise. But what I like about it, I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. Guy, it doesn't matter. He shot four for 24 and had 15 points, but he had a triple-double. That's what I'm hating on. I'm not actually trying to just hate on Russ, the player. I just, like I said, Russ is a great player. And I know people are just going to comment, 29 triple-doubles, 29 triple-doubles. Good, good for you, bro. I guess it's a shitty game. Like Jet Van Gundy said at one time, oh, he's had a bad game. He didn't have a triple-double. That's where we're at. People just want to see that triple-double and bam. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the Max and Juan cast. We're back at it with my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Max. I'm so excited to be here, man. We're doing NBA. I know we've been neglecting you, NBA. We miss you. We're coming back. But let's be real, man. It's the draft. It was like a special time for us. Like Come We put on. in a lot of work. NFL so. rules, bro. Come on. I wouldn't go that far, but like we put in a lot of work for that <laughs> shit. So you know, let us let us enjoy the NFL. Now we're about to enjoy the NBA. We still watch the NBA all the time. Yes, most definitely, especially Laker games. But look, we got a slate of great discussions right now, bro, on our on our podcast. We got we're going to be talking about your boy, Russell Westbrook. No, not not (laughs) at all. My boy. But look, we're going to be getting into Russell Westbrook and what we think about him. He's been on a tear lately. We're talking about the Knicks resurgence, um, some Laker talk. A uh, little bit of Suns talk and some parody in the NBA right now. The basically the the whole parody situation. Can I add the? Can we like do a just a, like two minutes about the playing game? Yeah, because LeBron did talk about that. Yeah, maybe we'll just tie that up with the Lakers stuff. So, so. so look, it's gonna be a jam packed episode, guys. So we hope you guys enjoy this. Um, welcome to the Max and Juan Cast. If you guys are you know watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. And if you're listening to us on audio, on Apple or Spotify, go ahead and drop a rating or follow us, subscribe, whatever you got to do, bro. All right. But look, let's get into it. Russell Westbrook. Roussel. Well, I think if we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook, we kind of have to get into the Wizards. Just a hair. So, I mean, they started off the season, I think, like three and eight, three and nine. They're 30 and 35. I don't know if you remember. I was like, I'm kind of bullish on the Wizards. I think they can be a good team. Russ and Beal. I'm not a big Russ guy, just to, to preference this discussion, but Russ and Beal should be good in the East. Their team is not that bad. They've been they've gone 13 and 3 in the last 16 games. And yeah. a lot of that's Beal, a lot of that's Russ. 
mean, Beal's putting up 31 per game, and you know Russ is averaging a triple double. You got Rui Hachimura making an impact, 13 points. Bertans, he's kind of had a down year for them after they gave him all that money. And look, I'm gonna list off the teams they've beaten. Orlando, Golden State, Utah, Sacramento, Pelicans, Detroit, OKC, Golden State, OKC, the Lakers, and Indiana. No LeBron and Cleveland, excuse me. And no LeBron when they did beat the no Lakers. No LeBron when they beat the Lakers. And the teams they've lost was Phoenix, San Antonio, Dallas. All playoff teams. Yeah, except I mean, man, the Spurs are like kind of like borderline, but mm. I mean it's not the most impressive win streak or like, you know, the most impressive sixteen game slate. Like Golden State sucks. It's the Curry show. Yeah. Orlando's tanking. You, I'm not trying to take away the 13 and three. I'm just making a point. Like, let's be real. Would you say Russ or Beal's at like the driving force of this kind of like hot stretch of games? Um, right now I think it's obviously Westbrook, and in, in in most people's opinion, because he's back to averaging a triple double. I'm pretty sure if he didn't score another point, he'll be averaging a triple double this year. No, if he didn't, like, if he went zero zero and zero, like in all three categories for a triple double, he'd still average it for the year. Correct. It's twenty two eleven and eleven. I mean, the numbers are fucking pretty, bro. I don't know what to say about it. Like, I like numbers, I really do. But like, you just got to take this shit with a grain of salt, man. It's Russell Westbrook. Like, I understand how so highlights has got to just put him on there every time. Another triple double for us. All the haters said it couldn't happen. <laughs> it couldn't happen. How could he do this? He's been traded twice in two years. I wonder why. Tell him, Max. I mean, the guy's not that good. It's just, it's good regular season basketball. Juan likes to talk about the Bucks. likes to talk about the, um, who's the football? The Ravens. The Ravens. Man, this shit will never work in like in the postseason. We've Preach. seen it. I mean, look, I, I don't want to sound like a hater. Like, the numbers are cool. Like, this is amazing. Let's not take Russ's greatness for I mean, like, this shit, it's inefficient. It's stat hunting. I know they're going to say, oh, he passes to teammates. It's like, dude. Watch the fucking game. Excuse me for cursing. I'm trying to like cut it, turn it down. I'm sorry. But anytime the game's like crunch time, he can't do shit. He can't shoot. He still has no idea like how to like take a little bit off the gas. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I haven't really been looking at you. I'm just saying like it just really pisses me off that people are like acting like this dude's better than Curry, better than Dame. I've seen people talking about he's the second best point guard in the league. No way. Hell no. No freaking way. Look. I said this last year, if you put Chris Paul, excuse me, if you took Chris Paul off the Thunder and swapped him with Russ, they would not have made the playoffs. Russ is a good teammate in the sense of like, oh, he's got your back. Like if Juan to the turnover, it's like, no, I'm I'm the Brody. I got $40 million. I'll take it. He's not fun to play with. And that's facts because all the superstars that have left him, the most glaring one, KD. But no, it's just KD soft. He doesn't want to do the hard work. Bro, why the f- why would you want to stay with Russ, bro? Like, he's just going to take bad shot after bad shot. I mean, look, he's had, like, a hot tear shooting three-point line. You can't trust that shit. Like, we can list off the three-point numbers. Actually, you could just put him right here. That'd be great. It's bad. It's When he doesn't have the ball, what's he going to do? What are you afraid of of Russ? Nothing. I mean, that's that's really all he has, to be honest. And what do you say to people about the stat for he's the most most clutch shots like percentage wise it's bullshit bro that is bullshit i i don't care what that stat says he's not the most clutch guy in the league you can name 25 people you'd rather give the ball to than russ i get kd lebron dame curry like luca all these guys like dude these this team's not good they're 30 and 35 they're not good they should be better than what they are in the east to remind you Exactly. And I know they had the COVID shit in the beginning of the year. I know it's been a weird year. 
it's just I don't understand what the love's about. Is it like look? This is the reasons I love Russ. I have like I'll, let me let me give you this cliff notes. Reasons I don't like Russ. He gets a triple double and everyone thinks he's amazing. Tough to play with. Facts. Inefficient. Contract. Playoff resume. Reasons I like Russ. Attitude. You gotta love his attitude. Like I mean, I, he's a dog. He he's a dog, but it's like. People are just going to like praise him, bro, and just praise and praise and praise. It's like, dude, what the? What are you accomplishing? You getting numbers. I, like, people hate on Will Chamberlain for doing this shit, hate on all these <laughs> other guys who do this shit. But it's like, bro, you put up big numbers. That's all you do. Like, we could go pull up the playoff stats. Every time the playoffs come, your efficiency goes down across the board. You, like, in the s- series where Dame waved him goodbye, he turned that into a personal match with Dame Lillard and got destroyed. And hurt his team. Like, he turned it into a one-on-one game. And look, I, I think you explained it the best, Max, in one of our very old podcasts. So you have to go way back. But you said it best. He's a double-edged sword. It's it's kind of like the Kobe thing. Like People were like, why didn't Kobe take time off in his early years to preserve his body? Well, that's, that wouldn't be Kobe then. If you ask Russ to slow it down, and I think he has to, it's like, was he still Russ? Like, if you take away the ferocity, what are you left with? And you're like, like look, right now he's taking 19 shots to get 22 points. He's shooting 64% from the free throw line. That's not good enough if you're a guard. I get you fill up the stat sheet. Point guards don't do this shit. Like Scott Brooks was like, you're the second best point guard ever. No, you're not, bro. You're not. (laughs) That's laughable. And I know we're going to do this thing where people just say, what about that run in Houston you had where they were playing small? If you have to cater your team and make them an unwinnable team to make this guy successful, let's be real. We knew the Rockets weren't going to do shit. We knew it. I don't even know if we had the podcast back then. I don't think we did. But, like, we said it. And we were Laker fans. We're like, no way they're beating this team. And we're not being Laker homers. What are you going to do with 6'11", 6'10", 250? You can't do shit. And they built that team to go around Russ because you invest in Russ. And you have to play a certain brand of basketball because you can't have a guy in the center. How do you build around this guy? You have to just cater to his needs. But he's not good enough to warrant it. That's what I don't understand. Dude, you're you're preaching to the choir, man. I mean, I mean, no, like I've been talking, but let me hear what you got to say. Like, I don't want to just be the one look, rambling for like look, five minutes. And I, I'm sorry, Isaiah. I know you're gonna hate me. That's one of my best friends who like he'll die with Russ because he's just an OKC fan. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do this to your point guard, but like, like we look at the rip postseason success. He ain't had shit. I know it's been bad. Team KD left. What about Paul George? Him too. Both of them are at fault. Not just Russ. Yeah, well, I'm going to say this. A lot of basketball fans love to cater around players who have regular season success. Okay, it's longer than the postseason, and people get enamored with all these points and assists and rebounds. But the fact is, people, it's kind of like the same thing with Zach Levine. It's like, yeah, you're putting up all these stats, but let's look at your playoff resume. Let's look at. What what do you do when it comes down to crunch time? What do you do to to uplift your team other than points? You know, are you a leader? Do you make people better? And when you watch the film, when you watch Russell Westbrook, yeah, it's all good and all. You know, watch the house of highlights. You watch the the flashy passes and the ferocious dunks. That's good and all, but this team is under five hundred, and you're not going to bring that up. I mean, like you, it, they're they're in the East, people. Take away the like the recent hot stretch. 
they're really under 500. And I'm not just saying this to get views or I mean, I don't do this shit to get views. We just do it because we love it. It's like catch me on the street any day. I'll be like, I don't give a shit what Rusk averages. I don't care. I just look at the eye test. It's like, okay, I guess LeBron's not good because he averaged 27, 8, and 8. I guess Luca's not good because he's not averaging a triple-double. I guess all these other guys that don't get that triple-double, that stat, that means nothing. Look, if you want to talk about some of the most impressive feats in NBA history, you can talk about Oscar Robertson's, right? When you actually go back and realize, oh, my God, they're taking a million shots a game, no one's playing defense, it's not as impressive. I know it hasn't been done that much, but maybe the fact that it keeps happening makes it not that special. I mean, look, if you get 10 rebounds 15 years ago with Zach Randolph, if Mike Conley averaged triple-double with Zach Randolph and Marcus Gasol down there, like, I'm impressed. It's like... Who's really a good rebounder on the Wizards? Nobody. Yeah. So who are you fighting for a board? That's not like... Remember when Blake Griffin came to the league and he's averaging like 11 rebounds and then DeAndre started up play and he's averaging like six? It's not that Blake's a shittier rebounder. It's like, oh no, he's just playing with a monster on the boards. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to. It's like they've always catered to him to get the ball to get in transition because he could only work in transition. It's like we talk about Ben Simmons. What the hell are you going to do in the postseason when the game slows down? And it's all about the half court. And that's where Russ struggles. He'll always struggle there because he can't shoot. He's he's a non-threat with the ball. I mean, look, we can go back and you can put a clip of the Lakers and AD's guarding the basket instead of Russ. And then Russ makes the 1-3 and it's, yeah, I told you. And it's like eight misses three. Like, shut the hell up, bro. Like, yeah. you're amazing at basketball, no doubt. You're a great player, Hall of Famer, all that bullshit. Yeah. Like, I like you. I don't hate you. I'm just saying I hate the narrative around Russ that he's amazing because he has a triple-double. He's not amazing because of that reason to me. He's amazing because of the ferocity, the uh, the way he attacks the basket. But what's not amazing about Russ is the shooting decision making, and that shit always pops up in the last two seconds. Yeah, and or uh, two minutes, excuse me. And I'm just gonna end this w- with these final thoughts, people, because there's a guy watching this right now. He's a big Russell Westbrook fan, or or not. You know what I mean? He he just no, they're they're that. Yeah, there's no people who hate Russell Westbrook. I'm I'm convinced now. I've and seen look, too much. Look, before you go into the comment section, and before you roast us, and before you automatically call us haters we're not hating he's a great player okay he's good i said i just want to repeat i said that i think he's a great player he's a whole first bout and all people famer. are gonna miss that people are just gonna look at the negatives you said but i guess the i guess the negatives just mean i'm wrong because i just pointed out faults like oh yeah lebron has faults too at times i i'll admit that i'm a big lebron guy michael jordan had faults oh my i don't know if you know this michael jordan missed a lot of shots in his time he didn't shoot 100 percent from the field yeah that's my favorite one jordan make that and look it's it's kind of like a society problem i don't want to get all into that but it's it's like once you criticize someone and 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 once you start giving an opinion about someone you're automatically labeled as a hater and I don't think we're hating on Russ. I just think we're speaking the, the I'm reality. Hating, I'm hating on the narrative. I'm hating on the social media presence. I'm hating on the house of highlights. Hey, this guy, like, let's just boost this guy. It doesn't matter. He shot four for 24 and had 15 points, but he had a triple-double. That's what I'm hating on. I'm not actually trying to just hate on Russ, the player. I just, like I said, Russ is a great player. Yeah. And I know people are just going to comment, 29 triple-doubles, 29 triple-doubles. Good, good for you, bro. I guess it's a shitty game. Like Jeff Van Gundy said at one time, oh, he's had a bad game. He didn't have a triple-double. That's where we're at. People just want to see that triple-double and bam. And I I just feel like people need to be more consistent. It's like people label Paul George as bad because he had bad games. You know, he gets laughed on and nobody really gives him praise. But like a guy like Russell Westbrook, it's like everyone forgets all the bad stuff and just remembers the good. It's like they pick and choose. With certain players. I've never heard a Russell Westbrook like fan ever talk about, oh, yeah, he had a really bad game in Utah, game six, where he shot 40 shots for like 40 points. 
So you shot 40 shots on an NBA game. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Max? I don't know why you got to get me mad to start off the podcast, bro. I feel like I'm just <laughs> going to be, like, irritated like you, the rest of this thing. You got to go at it with these Russell Westbrook fanboys, man, because they absolutely love him. I mean, bro, catch me on the street. I'll say the same shit. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not saying it for the camera. Let's get in. Let's stay in the East, okay? They're actually better than the Wizards, and they're actually a team in the Eastern <laughs> Conference that is above 500, and they're pretty good, man. Let's get into the New York Knicks. The Julius Randle Knicks. They're 36 and 28 right now. What's their record with Russ? I'm not I'm I'm gonna be over it after this question. What's their record <laughs> with Russ? Like 30 and they're not positive. Oh man. And and like RJ Barrett is a shell rapid, rapidly declining as a player, probably. <laughs> like, I mean, look, we're gonna talk about so we're gonna talk about the resurgence, right? Well, let's just hit on last year because this is where it starts, the resurgence. Uh, they start off four and eighteen. David Fisdale canned. Mike Miller, not that Mike Miller that you're thinking of. They go seventeen and twenty-seven. Final record twenty-one and forty-five. Randall's on this team. Barrett's a rookie. They have Dennis Smith. R.I.P. to him. I know he's in Detroit. Ball and do your thing. They got Mitchell Robinson, Bobby Portis, Kevin Knox is still there. Frank Nigelakina. I bet. I wonder if anyone saw a stock in that guy. <laughs> Randall average. Randall's averaging nineteen nine and three like last year and shooting twenty-seven percent from three and. Barrett's kind of, I don't know. I watched a lot of Barrett his rookie year because I was always a Barrett guy. I literally said to some people, Barrett's the number one guy coming out of high school. It's not like I know Zion's amazing in the highlights. I just don't understand his yeah, game. Yeah, you had a little pushback towards Zion. It wasn't that I thought he wasn't good. I was just like, why are we hating on Barrett just because Zion makes all the highlights? Because, I mean, Zion, is am- he's amazing. Yeah. Like, dude, all it was was dunks. You never saw anything that wasn't like, oh, he dribble drove, he shot the ball. And I, I think he's just obviously proved in the NBA, like he's he can do the same thing. Yeah, he just dunks. Like, yeah. I know he's just like a little point guard, but like he still has a lot of growth to like go to. Yeah. Which and is it not doesn't negative. take any. It doesn't take anything away from Barrett. And I think the, like the final like coffin in the like twenty twenty Knicks is when KD and Kyrie were like, aha, we're not coming. I know that was like last year. <laughs> <laughs> what they said. <laughs> yeah exactly like i mean that, i know i have them before the year but i felt like that was just like the dark cloud above the team it was like katie's not even playing this year and he spurned you guys you can't get anybody you're a joke yeah you hear the reports of dolan he he's just cancerous no one wants to deal with him and <laughs> insert tom thibodeau who i mean this is corny as hell but like new york nick culture is it like a real thing yeah, that is very true. They they play hard and they play hard nosed defense. It it, it kind of reminds me of the '90s Knicks. Like they brought that nostalgia back to the Knicks, like playing hardcore defense. And like it's not an amazing roster. It's a lot of the same guys. You can you can basically cross out Mitchell Robinson. He got hurt pretty early in the year. They added guys like Derrick Rose, uh, Emmanuel Quickly, which was a steal. Steal. I mean. They missed on Obi Toppin as of right now. I've seen Obi Toppin. I liked him. He's one of our guys to watch, but it just hasn't gone his way. I know there's a lot of injuries, but he's also kind of older. Yeah. Kevin Knox, I'm out on Kevin Knox. I'm sorry. Uh, he just isn't that guy. <laughs> For a little bit, he was. But yeah, well, yeah I, I completely agree with you. And, and one person you got to really hammer in on, and it's Julius Randle. And we're very familiar with Julius Randle as Laker fans. And a lot of people forget this guy got drafted very high and he was supposed to be brought up as kind of like a, a, I would say kind of like a bigger Lamar Odom type, like him coming out. 
I remember me and you were kind of comparing him to Lamar Odom. Like he got a little bit of playmaking in him. He can he's a lefty, obviously. Um let's see him improve on his shot and maybe he can turn into I, LO. I, he had a horrific rookie year. I mean, seven minutes into their season, broke his leg. It was my freshman year in college. I was so hyped for Randall. I was like, give me something good. And I was like heartbroken for the guy. I mean, look, he's averaging 24 and 10 this year, six assists, and 42% from three. And he's and, the driving force of that oh, team. Oh, yeah, it's, it's obvious. It's just not even – I don't care about the stats. I'm just showing you the growth in the stats. But, like, it's not like he's shooting, like, two threes a game. He's shooting, like, six, and it's, like, off the dribble. It's like, oh, I'm going to go right. I'm going to step back. And I'll admit the jumper is not pretty, but it's going in. Yeah. So who gives a shit? It's like – so here's my key points for this. Like, this is what's turned this team around. It's the evolution of Randall. The growth of Barrett, they've changed their culture, and they're a destination again. I think two weeks ago, there was a report. Like, free agents are like, oh, yeah, I could I'd go there. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know. Is this their best case? I think it's their best. Like, if they win a first-round matchup, because, I mean, okay, every team's best case is to win the championship. It's not realistic for this team. I love this team. Yeah, it's like, let's get into their realistic expectations. I mean, I, I think they already, like, it's a win for the season. They oh, have, yeah, they're playing with house money the yeah, rest of the way. It's house money, but like we said, we have really good faith in this team, and we really like Julius Randle. So what's your, like, what's your realistic expectation? Because I don't think they're going to get swept. I, I don't know. Whoever they play in the first round is going to be, like, a little bruised up after that match. Yeah, Other Tom than, Thibodeau is going to make kinda it a like dog when, It's kind of like when you played the Memphis Grizzlies back in the day in the round one. You were like, shit, this is just going to be a, like an annoying seven games. Yeah. They're going to take like a big like – they're just going to put a whooping on us. Not like They might not win the game, but they're going to like make us know like, hey, we're not going to lay down and die. Like I don't even care if they win the first round matchup. Like say they play the Nets. That would be so fun because this is when I was like really into the Knicks. I was They were getting like beat by the Nets and – they were down by like eight with a minute, and they just kept clawing and like, oh, we're gonna get a steal right here. We're gonna force an eight second count. They still lose. They lost the game, but it's like they didn't ever lay down and die. And I was so impressed. And I mean, I don't think Tom Thibodeau is the best coach. I really don't. And you got to take all the stats with a grain of salt with this guy because he's playing Randall more than anyone in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, we know we know Thibodeau likes to just ride his guys. Randall, go ahead and call up Jimmy Butler and tell him ask for some advice for getting that many minutes. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I mean, I think Randall's played like 100 minutes more than the next guy, which is like three games or two games. <laughs> so, like, there's that, but it's like, I don't really care about that because it's like this team plays together. They play hard. They, like, know their role. Like, Emmanuel quickly has, like, a big game one night. Yeah, what, with, with teams around the league, you know, like, I know the Suns are successful now, but even, like, back when, when they were really bad, there was just a lot of coaches that came in, like a guy like Earl Watson – who the, came in with the philosophy of like we're gonna run offense, we're gonna run fast, and we're just gonna outscore teams. And it's fun to see the Knicks take a whole different approach with Tom Thibodeau. It's like, no, we're not gonna outscore you. We're gonna play hard as hell on defense, and we're gonna make sure we guard your ass. Like we're gonna make everything hard. Like, and and that's it's foreign in today's basketball. I just think. There's times where it's really bad offensively with this team. It's like, oh, my God, it's like sludge in the mud or it's just like a sludge fest or slug fest, excuse me. It's just like gross basketball. But there's some nights where it's like they got random guys like D. Rose is going to have the MVP type performance. They got guys like Alec Burks who sometimes gets hot for no reason. Even like, I don't want like Emmanuel, I said Emmanuel quickly, excuse me, but like Barrett kind of takes over some games. It's just like, 
a fun thing. And, and I mean, this is a win-win. Like I said, if they can get like Kawhi to come there or maybe Oladipo, I, I'm kind of on the fence about Oladipo at this point, but like the only position I really want to upgrade on this team is the center and the point guard. So maybe they get CP three on like a big deal. Give them one last big deal. I wouldn't do that. If I was CP three, I would stay with the Suns Cause I think that's the best chance of winning, but like, just keep building this thing. Make it organic. Don't swing for the fences. Don't re-sign Tim Hardaway this offseason for $80 million. Do not do it. And I feel like the Knicks have always been that team in like recent memory. It's like, we're going to take a shortcut. Instead of waiting six months for Carmelo Anthony, we're going to gut our team for no freaking reason and just get him. <laughs> and now they're like going to be patient. It's like, hey, let's just see what these young guys got. Let's just be fun. It's like kind of like the fun Lakers, right? Where Lakers were like, they struck out with LaMarcus Aldridge, Isaiah Thomas, DeMar DeRozan. Kyle Lowry, I mean, the whole list goes on, right? Carmelo, uh, whatever. Yeah. And they were like, you know, we'll get some high draft picks. We'll have a fun team. And you can go back to those Lakers. I'm not trying to just turn the conversation back to my favorite team. They drafted Clarkson, Randall, Zubak. Thank, good good trade again. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, Larry Nance, Josh, Josh Hart. Like, they didn't miss a pick. Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. <laughs> it's like... We didn't miss a pick, so it's like now the Knicks are kind of like they still need to hit their picks a little more, but they're finding good guys. Like I'm, I'm impressed with the Knicks, man. I it's don't. It's fun. It's fun, Max, because the Knicks are one of those teams. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the Raiders in a way. Like they have great history. Um, they've had a really bad decade. What you mean, though? No, what? it's not. It's not. This is like they're not one of those historic teams that the NBA is just good. It's just better when they're good. Would you say the Raiders are a marquee team in the NFL? Probably not. Like okay, market wise, this but. is what I'm saying. The Knicks suck, and they're still one of the most valuable franchises in sports history from a business perspective. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's like like it kind of revolves around them, it, like to a certain extent. Like I know the NBA doesn't, but like when they're good, it's just a different atmosphere because it's like a big market. It's like that's what I'm saying. It's like when, when well, you now with the Raiders in Vegas, it might be like that. Oh, keep reaching for the stars. Keep reaching Mayock. Okay. okay? So, so who keep are reaching. regardless on who they are? Okay. My bad for, for mentioning it's my okay. Raiders, but look, the facts are, I think you just said it. The NBA is great when the Knicks are good. Yeah. Okay? It just makes the NBA better. You don't want to see them like freaking suck. Yeah. It's like when the Eagles are good. It's like let's let's <laughs> see see it's stupid. Come let's on. just let's just keep the bad teams like let's like the Timberwolves can stay bad. Like the NBA is fine oh, yeah. with them being bad. Uh, well, and maybe this should be the point where you tell the the idea about what to do with the Timberwolves. Oh my god, get rid of them. Okay, <laughs> but like you you know a team that has really picked it up and they were bad just like the Timberwolves. Let's get into the Phoenix Suns, Max, because look, they're number one, and I don't want to. I don't want to toot our own horn, but both of us were high on the Suns going into the season. Do do we remember my like, do we remember the season power rankings? We did like ten, right? I think I had the Suns. I'm sure a lot of people did. Looking back, probably should add them higher. I just don't know. If, is this a contender or pretender for you? Like for a championship aspect, I think they're pretenders. I don't know because with Aiden, they could be pretenders. Like he's the ultimate piece that's missing. But with Chris Paul, bro. I think they're they're contenders. Like this team is legit. I think they're like right in the middle. Maybe they're kind of Atlantean hawk, like Atlanta Hawks ish. <laughs> Atlantean. I was gonna Hawks. say Atlant- like just kind of like hawkish. Like the oh when they were the gosh. one seed with Paul Millsap and Jeff Teague and Al Horford, but none of those guys are have ever been as good as CP3. Like CP3 almost single handedly beat the Rockets last year, 
and that we all know that Thunder team was flawed. Like there's playing Dort and Adams, and they none of those guys can shoot. I I think Booker's ready for the big moment. Like I mean, I get this is what this scares me. CP3 has like 15 deep playoff runs in him single handedly, right? And no one else on the team has like one. I think Jay Crowder does. Okay, but like Booker, just to put it in perspective, Aiden and Bridges, like just, just to hit on your point, Max. How many four game win streaks do you think Devin Booker has had in his career? Excluding this year or including this year? Including this year. No, no, no. Excluding this year. Sorry. Five. One. I thought five was being like way too low. One. He's only had one. He's had like 18 four game losing streaks, though. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how bad they've been, bro. And also, like, when, when you get to the playoffs, right, and you have to like close out that team, that game is ridiculous. Like, yeah. If you can't describe the feeling until you're there, yeah, it's like desperation from a team. It's like, like I know Donovan Mitchell had that really good run his like rookie year, but that Utah team had been there before. They just included him in it. So I, I don't know. This is like the perfect team. I think they're gonna go like win a first round series unless it's like against the Lakers. That's like the ultimate nightmare. I think no one wants to play the Lakers in round one. I'm not just like trying to toot the Lakers' own horn. I'm just worried about Booker, Bridges, and Aiden. Because when you haven't been there and they have like one bad game, it's like, oh shit! Like this one, this is like 25 percent of the series. Yeah, and this is bad. It's like, and just another thing. I mean, you you really hit on them in the off season, Max. To be honest, like you're the one who who really enlightened me on this team. Like you were saying, like Bridges is good, bro. Like he has long ass arms. There's no reason why this guy shouldn't be a great do you, defender. Do you? And he really is. Do you remember when I texted you? I'm like, hey, bro, are you watching the Lakers Suns game? You're like, yeah. I'm like, bro, just look at Bridges' arms. <laughs> just look at his arms. A boy like, got Max arms, man. You were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, they don't look real. They look like in 2K <laughs> when you make, make your my player and you just max them out and he can't shoot. <laughs> but except like Bridges can shoot. Like he's gonna be one of the best three and D guys for like years to come. And he's he can kind of put the ball. He's like a three plus like he's a three plus D guy, which means like he can put the ball on the ground a little bit. He can attack. Like there's been times where he's like their third leading scorer. Yeah. It's not, and it's not just like, oh, just catch the ball and shoot threes. And Aiden, I don't know if he'll ever be a star. I really had hopes for him. He you was, did. We, I was going to. We dra- had a big, we had a big, you know, discussion about him. Me and you. I would have drafted him one coming out, just because I'm, I'm that type of guy. Like when he came out, I was like, this is a big guy. You have to Max, get big guys. Look, Max, like low key, put me onto this theory, guys, and I still do believe it. I, I really do. <laughs> but you're the first one to tell me, like. There's going to be this kid, like, he's probably, like, 10 years old right now or 11, and he's just waiting to join the NBA, and he's going to literally change the evolution of big man basketball. Like, there's going to be that Shaq out there, and that's what Max is waiting for, and he kind of thought it was Aiden in a sense. Not really the Shaq type, but, you know, that big man that can bring it back. He's not that guy, Max. No, I don't think so. And you're still waiting for him. I, I'm the, I'm the you know the the hope is wavering, but I still have hope he'll be a really good player. Like if he made an All Star team, I wouldn't be shocked. But I like considering him a perennial All Star. It's like it's like damn, it's like Jokic is there, AD's there. It's like is this guy gonna be better than them? No, but if he can be really good for them, like that's a win in my book. Like obviously they should have drafted Luca, like no shit. But like coming out, it's not that clear cut. Like oh yeah, three years looking back, we can be oh yeah, Luca's the best player. No shit. Yeah. But they could have drafted Bagley and really screwed up their team. Now, that's not a shot at Bagley. That's just kind of a it's not he's not as good as Aiden, I would say. How surprised would you be if this team lost in the first round? 
barring a Laker matchup, very surprised. Unless there's a lot of teams that can beat them, though. Like who? Who could you say beat them? Like I think Dallas will give them a run for their money. I don't think Dallas is as good as Phoenix. I really don't. I think Dallas is kind of just Luca show and Porzingis is. I do agree, but like, uh, I think the Blazers will get smoked by the Suns. Really? Yeah, I could see that. The Blazers are flawed. Look, we'll just we'll throw in these three teams: like Grizzlies, Spurs, Pelicans. All will get smoked by the Suns, right? Those are the like the teams like vying for a plane. Like I'm just saying, if they maybe sneak in there, and I don't know if Steph can beat this team by himself. I'm just I'm considering Steph a war, like the Warriors. So can Steph beat them? <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I honestly kind of like the Suns in a matchup versus the Clippers. I kind of like that matchup for the Suns. Well, that they would, match up that very would, well against Utah. I tell you that much. Yeah, I think Utah is just flawed, and I love Gobert more than probably anybody out there. You can ask Juan Two K like thirteen. I was like putting in Gobert, like he was like a fifty six overall. I'm like, this is the guy. <laughs> um, a lot of hey, a lot of uh, two in your own horn you know, in, in this podcast. Man. I'm trying to be a clout chaser, you know. <laughs> that's my that's my goal. But look before before we move on to some Laker talk, any final thoughts on the Suns, Max? It's it's funny how one guy and leadership can impact teams and people don't really give credit to guys for being good leaders. Like I would say LeBron's an excellent leader. Uh shockingly, Jimmy Butler's a good leader. Uh maybe we should go Different back kind of leader, but maybe we leader. should go back and do the retrospective of Jimmy Butler being right about everything. Maybe not the actions themselves were right, but Totally right, bro. Uh, I think the Suns could get the Nuggets too. I just saw the Nuggets. Nuggets are kind of like fool's gold, right? <laughs> because of no loss of the LeBronless Lakers. But I mean, it's no Murray hurts them. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's get into the Lakers, Max. Now, look, a lot of people are going to think, are the Lakers in trouble? Because right now, as we speak, as we're doing this podcast, they're the sixth seed. And they just lost to the Raptors before beating Denver. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I made the notes before they played Denver. I was watching the game and doing it. Um, Look, LeBron's out two more games. The ankle kind of scared for that. Before the last night, AD was looking like poo poo. I love AD, one of my guys, but poo poo, poo poo. Uh, <laughs> like it was bad. Oh man, and Drummond, can you read my note for Drummond? Clean it up, but just read it. Drum Drummond looks like a effing bum. I, he looks like a fucking bum, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get into that in a second. And Schroeder's out the regular season, rest of the year, because of COVID protocols. You, you know what? Looking back at that Schroeder thing, I know it's great. Like, I know, like, on the surface, it looks good. And at times, he's looked amazing for the Lakers. I think you said it. It's just, like, at fucking times, bro. It's yeah, like, when, like, it makes me wonder, like, why why get rid of Rondo? I would have just I kept think, Rondo. I think he's better than Rondo when he gives something to this team that's better than Rondo. But there's games where I'm like, you don't really fit right now. Like, you're kind of just. Like, he's averaging less points than he is last year in, in OKC. Well, it's just, uh, it makes sense, right? But it's kind of like. Yeah, it really he, does it, though. He was a bench player. Yeah, but he was playing, playing like starter minutes for them. He's like closing out games. He was like the three guard lineup with him, Paul, and uh, SGA. Like the only reason I don't like Schroeder sometimes is he just has a like poor shot selection and he's not a knockdown shooter. I love him on defense still. Defense, like, he's a pest. Okay, like is he not like kind of taking away what LeBron does well? That's what I. That's what I was. That's what I wanted to touch on. It's kind of like, it's kind of like redundant to have both of them out there. You know, I I think Frank Vogel kind of needs to like stagger their minutes a little bit more. Like maybe let Schroeder run some more. Like like kind of let him be the primary ball handler. Feed eighty like. 
God, don't give Drummond any touches, bro. Don't ever run a play for that guy. We were talking about it, and I wish we could stand up, but we're in like this table is pretty close to us. If Drummond, if one's 5'8", he's not 5'8", and I'm Andre Drummond, and I'm going to go up for a layup, I'm going to fade away from him for no reason. I don't understand why. You're bigger. <laughs> you're 270. You can dunk. But you just want to play soft all the fucking time, bro. And I'm cursing because you're pissing me off. It, it And on defense, it's like if you run pick and roll, he's just going to play right in between them and get lobbed over. It's like, man, I wonder if we could figure that one out. JaVale McGee could do it. But you're the sky where I just 14 of 14. And this is what I want to say to all you, every every Drummond fan, everyone, who told me 15-15 is great. Watch him freaking play. It's not great. Go ahead, bro. I'm over this. <laughs> Pissing me off this podcast. I know, man. You're getting heated this podcast. No, part. because everyone it. everyone told me. Everyone. I was fighting like seven years ago. I'm like, this dude sucks. He's not good. He gets oh. rebounds, bro. He's rebounds. He's really good at rebounds, dude. <laughs> yeah. he, can, he can dribble. Remember when he tried to shoot threes? That's my favorite version mm-hmm. of Drummond, when he tried to shoot threes. Sorry I knocked the mic. But it's just like... Bro, I was so happy when Marcus got burned last night and was like balling. I'm like, take get this bum out of the game. He's getting torture chambered by Jokic. And he fouls him randomly. I'm like, oh, good, great foul, bro. Go ahead. No, Go I, ahead, bro. I, I get you. I get you 100%. It's, it's a game with the stat padding. Like, a lot of people look at the stats and they don't watch the freaking games. Like, that's what it comes down to. They look and they're like, this guy averages 10 plus rebounds. He must be good. It's like, no, look more into the game. Look at it with context. I mean, he's averaging uh, 12 and a half rebounds, 15 points. Bro, you're not good. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. And I think we touched on this. He's not the answer for Dwight and JaVale. JaVale and Dwight had a lot more value than this guy. It's not even high energy from him. Do you notice that? That's what pisses me off. He's 27. Dwight's 35. Where's the high energy? Yeah, I don't see it. To me, man, it's it's looking more and more. I know injuries have played a big part in this. Like, I know the Lakers didn't expect AD to miss this many games and LeBron to miss this many games. I get that, Max. But the offseason moves that Palinka did, like, besides Harrell, because I do think Harrell has, has been better than people, you know, think. I really do believe that. I think people just look forward to the playoffs and they're like, okay, he won't play. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I, I don't think Asal's been that great. He's had his moments. I think that's what this whole shit's been. But it's look, like everyone's had their moments. Yeah. But it, it's like what I, what, what I was going to say. It's making me think, why didn't you keep Rondo? Why didn't you keep Miguel? Um, Miguel. <laughs> McGee? Um, McGee and, and Howard. Like, well, why didn't you keep these well, guys? Well, Dwight's a snake. You know, that's, that's the problem with Dwight. Okay. But like, okay, we'll pay him more money. Like, why not? Just do it. Win the championship. It'll be worth it. Like, I think I don't want to say our title hopes are like done because they're not by any stretch because we have two of the best five players in the NBA. But it's been kind of a nightmarish season. It's been a nightmarish season, not for only for us, but for teams like the Heat. Any team that kind of had like a deep bubble run, it's kind of been bad for. Like Nuggets, Jamal Murray, Terrence ACL. I don't know how much you want to like attest that to like the bubble, but. The Celtics, they haven't been good this whole year. Yeah. The Raptors, not good this whole year. I know they've had a lot to deal with. They don't even get to play in their home arena. Mm. And then the Heat have just been up and down the whole year. Guys can't get healthy. And, I mean, we talked about it, me and Juan off the air. It's just this season there's a lot of stars being banged up, and there's a lot of dumb missed games. It's COVID. 
Like this is unlike any season we've ever seen. It's kind of like we're just trying to sprinting for the end of it at this point. Yeah, it's, I completely agree with you, Max. What's your, where's your panic meter at? Because mine's at an eight. Like it's high. Uh, I would. It was an eight before we won last night. It's like seven and a half right now. Because like if we play that playing game, I'm scared. Because anything can happen in one fucking well, game. Well, let, let's get into that. Let's touch on that right now. They're the six seed, okay? And they're tied right now with the Dallas Mavericks, and the Mavericks have the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker. And I'm scared. Like, I don't, I don't want the Lakers to play in that playing game. I really don't. No, and especially if, like, we're coming into it, LeBron's first game back. It's like, dude, anything can happen. And LeBron said, that, said and I agree with uh, 100%, excuse me, whoever made this shit needs to be fired. The NBA for so long, excuse me, uh, the NBA for so long has been trying to make the regular season more meaningful. Like, there's talks about, like, let's cut the regular season. Let's make the games mean more. Um, this just makes it less meaningful. I feel like, I feel like there should be a rule where it's like, maybe if there's like a one to two game gap, we do the playing game. But I mean, I'm pull up the standings. Um, the Grizzlies are four games back from the Blazers. Uh, the Spurs are six games back or five games back. Like if there's a playing game, it should be for the eight seed with the Grizzlies and Warriors. I feel like it shouldn't, the Lakers shouldn't be on the chopping block or the trailblazers. Like they've done a good enough job. They're above. They're seven games over five hundred. Like the Warriors and Grizzlies are five hundred. They should have the playing game. Like how? Like th- I feel like they're so desperately trying to capture when the Wolves and Nuggets did it for the regular season, and that was just a happy coincidence. We love that, but it's like it's just you know let fate be like do its thing. Like that was just a. I think I think a lot more variables go into it, Max. I I think a big a big reason why they did this is because it seemed like the San Antonio Spurs and the Memphis Grizzlies a lot of the times they'll be like. Uh, we're just gonna we're we're gonna throw in the towel. Like let's just start tanking. Like who cares? Let's just start playing playing young guys and you know the old guys start start sitting and this play in tournament kinda eliminates that to a certain point. It's like, yeah, our season's not over. Like we got a chance to make it to the dance kind of thing. Like I think that did play a part. Do you it. think if there was no playing game, the Warriors would have punted on the season? No. Uh uh, well, they're I, the eight seed right now. No, no, but I'm saying if there's no playing game, what are you gonna do? You think Steph's gonna win you a chip on his own? You're gonna risk the injuries. I feel like it seems like Grizzlies and the Spurs would gun for the eight seed, and the Warriors would be like, let's just get the best asset right here. Because mm. I don't really see like what's the Warriors. What no, are they really playing for? Why would the Warriors want to play it though? Like, who, okay, the front office will think like that, but the players are not gonna. Yeah, say obviously that. the players are gonna think that. But I'm saying the front office is really what makes decisions. That comes down from the front office. Tanking always has been like that. A young team like the Grizzlies, they need the postseason. Like that's valuable to a young team. We've seen that. Like when the Warriors kind of got there. Remember they were the sixth seed. That's valuable for a team, a young team. It's not valuable for like. Like the Trailblazers, they have no young guys, really. It's just a bunch of veterans who've been there before. It's like, what, are they going to play one more first-round series and get like blown out? I, I get you. It, it makes sense. It makes sense, but I don't I don't. No, think... I, I agree with you that some teams have taken this more seriously. Like, maybe, like, the Hornets would have been like, we're out. Yeah. The Wizards would have been, we're, oh, yeah, Wizards <laughs> would have been Cancun right now. <laughs> they would have gone, they would have yeah. gone fishing right now. So, and. Or so basically, you're saying you're. I'm against it. You're against 100%. playing. Hundred percent. I'm pro. I'm pro it. I think it'd be a cooler idea to like do something for the first pick or better lottery odds, like a tournament like that. I, I get you. Um, one thing I would agree with you. I do think they need to tweak it as far as like the whole. You have to be a certain amount of games behind. I love that idea. Like, there's no reason why the the wizard should be in it. 
I feel know. really proud for thinking of that, but I'm sure someone said it before me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 <laughs> I haven't heard it from anyone, but I was just like, it just crossed my mind. It's like, okay, the Pacers are two games back from the from the Hornets. That's cool. Wizards are two games back, but like, oh, what if the Bulls were like ten games back? It's like, why are you going to reward them? I get you. Like it, these teams are all kind of similar, right? It, That's it, what I'm going it's for. It's kind of like the the Pro Bowl, how they added all those skill competitions and all that. <laughs> it sounds cool, but. Like it's not. It's like, do you really want to watch Cameron Jordan throw a football through a like a target? Well, yeah. So I, I get what you're saying, but I do think it's a good idea. Like it, it's a good idea. Idea theory. They just have to. It's it's trial and error. I'll, I'll like say, they need to try out new stuff. I'll say one thing because this whole po- podcast, I feel like I have not been a positive guy. At least they're trying. Like this is the year to try shit. Like it's a COVID year. You can perfect excuse to try stuff. Yeah. It's like the bubble. Let's try it. Why not? Like we're not restricted to it. Like I, that's why I do love the NBA. Like the NBA is always trying new things. I will say, people who complain about it, like the owners and shit, it's like you voted for it, bro. Exactly. Like you, uh, it, I looked it up. It was like it passed. Not like it wasn't a contest. It was like everyone wanted it because they want that extra revenue, which I get. You know, you got to make up for it somehow. Yeah. But that brings up the question. You're talking about tanking and the Warriors. And it made me think, I actually added this last minute to our discussion for topics. There's been not that much parity this year. And in recent years past, you know, the Warriors dynasty. Before that, it was the Heat. We had a couple Spurs years in there. Even some Laker years with the the Twin Towers. Like, everyone wanted to get Twin Towers. So, I'm in agreements with you, Max, because you're you're the person um, that's always talking about... There's always there there hasn't been parity in the NBA. You're always gonna have the Chicago Bulls, the Lakers, the Celtics, the big dynasties that come in every decade that wind up dominating the league. And there's not that many years where there's true parity. But this year, there's true parity. It is absolutely up for grabs. Tell me what you mean by parity. Do you mean like teams copying each other? That's what I think when you say parity. I would say there there's parity as far as Everyone has a legitimate chance. Like every year before this, like when the Warriors were good, everyone knew at the end of the day it was going to be Cleveland, Golden State. That's what I'm getting down to. This year, it's not that. Well, I feel like for a large chunk of the year, it was Nets, Lakers, Nets, Lakers. And then when the health of the teams kind of like went shoddy, because let's be real, Harden's missed a huge chunk of games. Yep. LeBron, AD, all the stars for for those teams. KD too. Even Kyrie to a certain extent. It's kind of opened the door for everybody. Like teams like the Bucks, who everyone just discounts as, oh, it's Milwaukee. They can't win in the postseason. Are kind of getting some like love. Yeah, like every team can make an argument on why they can win it. And yeah, Max, I know you're gonna say every year you can do that, but in reality, I don't. No, think you I can. wasn't gonna say that. No, 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 you're right about this. And I'm gonna just say one quick thing about it. I think it's good for the NBA when like there's a lot of teams and it's up for grabs, because I know the NBA is more star driven than the NFL. The NFL is a team driven league. But there is a reason the NFL gets better ratings. It's because anything can happen, especially the playoffs. So it's one game take all, and I know that shouldn't work for the NBA. I don't want a one game playoff series for the NBA. I don't like. I just said I'm kind of anti playing game. I I just think me and you are are on the boat where people say, "Oh, it's the same thing every year." Like, why do you want the Warriors? But in reality, it's been like this since the beginning of time. I mean, with, the, with the NBA, there's always been a team to dominate. Lakers and Celtics have what, like 35 championships between them. Next team, six or seven. 
So like, what are we really talking about? It's not like football where it's six, six, five, five, uh, three, three, two, two, all these little mini dynasties. And you kind of touched on this with the Knicks. I feel like there's always been a parody in the style of play for basketball. Where it's like, where's you're going to shoot threes. We're going to shoot threes. Even though we don't have three point shooters, we're going to hire Luke Walton. We're the Lakers and we have Lonzo ball point guard, Brandon Ingram, who can't really shoot threes and Randall. Um, that's what I've always kind of hated about basketball. And you touched on it with the Knicks. It's like, hey, we're going to play defense for a change. That's the third time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Mike discipline, Max. You got to get your I, Mike discipline. I'm just out. trying to talk into it, man. I've been I've been getting admonished <laughs> behind the scenes by Juan. Just getting yelled at. For, You're talking to your Mike. Talking to your Mike. Raiders. Douglas Wilder was good. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> All right, No, go on, but go I'm on. serious. It's like. I liked what you said with the Knicks. It's like, hey, we're going to play defense. F that. We're not a good scoring team. We're not going to buy into it. Any team in the NBA can be good at defense. You just got to buy into it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can go all the way down to the Rockets. They're never going to be a great offensive team. They don't have the talent. <laughs> I don't give a shit, Kate, uh, Kevin Jr. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. just uh, had 50. He's not that good of a player. Yeah. So that's what I like. And it's just it's sad when you look at teams like like the Thunder right now are twenty one to forty five. I think they've had a really good year. I, I I'm I'm really surprised in, in your opinion in this. I really would have thought like you had no problem with teams dominating. I mean, the good teams are gonna dominate, but it's like it's up to everyone else to get better and instead of trying to copy them, like if I was a general manager and when the Warriors were a thing and they had KD, I'm like, there's no way we can ever shoot with these guys. I would never uh, trying to take the Rockets' approach. And everybody would say, well, game, game seven and Chris Paul's hamstring. Well, Iguodala hurt his shoulder, and then that was it changed the series too. Mm-hmm. If I was playing them, I would be like, you know what? We're going to try to beat these dudes up. We're going to slow the game to a crawl. We're going to get some bigs out there and be like, well, you can't guard them. Well, I would try to zig when they're zagging. I'm not going to try to copy. It's like you're never going to outshoot Steph Curry, KD, and Clay Thompson. You're never going to be able to do that. So why don't you try to do something a little different? It's like, remember the first year they had um, KD and Kawhi got hurt? Yeah. So I think the Spurs would have made that a series, and they played a completely different style of basketball before Zaza took out Kawhi. (laughs) Yes. Allegedly. (laughs) <laughs> but that's always been my big issue with the NBA. It's like you have these dumbass teams like the Kings who continuously try like try to mimic the Warriors and, and it's not gonna try happen. to achieve this. I read a piece today and they were talking about the the Kings were trying to achieve this offensive rating to beat the Warriors. If we can get one thirteen, we'll beat them. Like, no, you won't. Yeah. You won't, idiot. Until you get good players and a good system and a coach that's there more than a year. Yeah, it, it goes like that for all sports. I I kind of feel like, especially in football, like. Everyone's trying to uh, emulate the Patriots, but you can't. Like, there's only one New England Patriots. Same thing with the Warriors. There's only one Warriors. There's only one Steph Curry, one Klay Thompson. Like, you're not going to wind up beating them at their game. But this year, a lot of stuff has changed. Like, KD on the Nets. The Nets are riddling with injuries. The Lakers, um, the Heat are not that good. Uh, The Knicks are good. 76ers right now, they sit at the top of the – the the Eastern Conference, they have question marks like Joel Embiid has been banged up. There's just a whole everything all around the board in the NBA. Not to even mention like the Clippers are the fourth seed. They have a legitimate chance to win the NBA championship. I don't think anyone's even talked about the Clippers. I mean, we didn't really touch on them. I don't buy it. I gotta see I don't think you can call the Clippers a contender until you see the first round how they do. Or how Paul George looks. Because you're if you're second best player and a team that's not doesn't have that much talent can't perform, uh tough shit for you, bro. I guess that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I I I don't mind teams dominating. I'm kind of on the other boat with, with with my final thoughts. I I really don't. I I enjoy the the NBA 
having like that dynasty team and so did, them being the the villains. Did KD ruin the NBA? I don't think so. I don't think so because there's always been that team Look, to I ne- dominate. I never. I mean, we never talked about it, and I mean, it's like what four years too late to talk about did KD ruin the NBA? I mean, he's a grown ass man. Uh, he made a decision. I didn't like it at the time. I think it was kind of a cop out. I would have liked him to go to like the Clippers to challenge the Warriors. I never had an issue with him leaving or really going to the Warriors. It was just like the fact that they just beat them. I didn't like. Maybe that's just like the old schoolness in me. But like, let's be real. Like, if like Cleveland had a better team, or Cleveland kind of, if Kyrie and LeBron didn't break up, they kind of had a shot. I and, just I, I I hate the NBA fans who just automatically oh it's over. Why even watch it? Like motherfucker, you're gonna watch it, okay? Shut up. Like it's not their fault. They're the better team than everybody else. Like they have a great system. Like okay, if that was the case, the year Lakers had Nash, Kobe, Gasol, and Dwight should they should have been the best team then? But they weren't because they were had the worst coach for that talent. They had the worst possible fit. Like I don't think people understand how well it took. I know it's a little off topic, but I don't think people understood like the the great coaching Steve Kerr did by marrying the system with the players and keeping their relationships. Like by the end of it, they were like done with each other. Draymond and KD were done. Yeah. Like St- Steve Kerr said, KD was like kind of done with the team. I don't think people realize like you that goes into it. Like that could happen in year two, and then they don't even like. Yeah, they don't even win two championships. It's like it's already broken up, and we've seen that before. What teams were just like. They win one. Why didn't they win more? It's like as good as Miami was, they won two out of four. They sh- everyone was talking about them winning six. So it's never really as bad yeah, as people think. Like you the Warriors have that mentality. The Warriors won two championships, bro. They didn't win eight. Yeah. Well, they won three. No, I'm saying with KD, oh, they only KD. won two. Yeah, they yeah. won three, and they were they should they were in there for four years. But I feel like those were two different Warrior teams. The one with KD was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get the Cavs were like dumb, but that's more of a LeBron thing. Like if you want to get tired of LeBron, I get it. Like, but <laughs> it's also like, hey, it's one dude, bro. Yeah. No, but I I kind of take approach to the to like kind of like the Damian Lillard like attitude. I know his team's not that good. I know he doesn't have a shot of beating those good teams, but he has the mentality. You know what? All right, like let's do this. But like, I. But I feel like a lot of people like love him for that. But I don't mind if he demanded a trade if if he didn't think they were doing enough or like we thought. Because I think that's what people that's what rubbed me and you so wrong about Harden. It was, hey, dumbass, this team did everything, yeah. everything for you to build around you, and you treat them like shit. Like if KG acted like that at the end of Minnesota, I'm like, go for it, bro. They have done nothing to help you. They have done absolutely zero. So I just wanted to bring that up because it's like, it's a little different. I feel like it's all case by case, right? Like you can say the Blazers have done a really good job with Damian Lillard. They have, they have tried. They've always made moves. They've spent money to get guys. And you can look at teams like maybe the Pelicans and say, oh, they're not doing enough for Zion. Or, or did you say the Timberwolves are not doing enough for Cat? That's just an example. I don't actually believe that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's open this year. It really is. I think a l- everyone... From one all the way down to six in the East, like they can go far. Like it can be a magical year for anyone this year. I really do feel that way with with all the injuries and all the uncertainty in the NBA. And I love both. I love both. And COVID. (laughs) You never know, bro. And COVID. COVID is still still lurking in the in the shadows. In the weeds. If if COVID was was um, a voice, it'll be this one. Like. (laughs) 
Does anyone know that? If anyone knows who that is, shout it out. If anyone knows where this soundbite is, bro, comment down below. We'll try to give you a giveaway. I, you I'm can't, so You serious. can't know us and participate. I'm sorry. Because, like, there's a few people out there that know that sound. Because we, like, used to play it religiously in Xbox. Oh, my goodness. But, look, man, I think that's it. We we touched on some really good topics. Uh, I just sounded like the angry old man, bro, the whole podcast. And, like, yeah. I need to go, like, just lay down. Because <laughs> it's tired. It's, like, 9 o'clock. I'm sleepy. Oh, my goodness. Get you, get you some milk. He needs yeah. some milk. I should have got that sound. Bite. I know. But that's going to wrap it up, guys, for our NBA podcast. Um, thank you, Max, for doing this with me. Um, we enjoy this, man. We really do. No, we're just doing it for the t- 25 views we're going to get or 35 <laughs> views. I mean, no, we just say we say what we think, man. Like, what are you going to pretend to be something you're not? Like, I don't I don't think Russell Westbrook's stats are that amazing. <laughs> but I'm, just, I'm not trying to hate. I'm just saying, like, yeah. we're just trying to we, – we are ourselves on this thing. Mm-hmm. Minus maybe like twenty decibels of like screaming if it was just us like not on here because we don't want to blow out your ears. But yeah, we love doing this, guys. We really do. Um, look forward to more basketball content from us. Basketball season is full throttle right now. Like I, playoffs are coming up. We only have I think one thing in the works for football. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, football's dying down, man. Uh, we go hard for the draft. We we love the NFL, dude. Um, but don't don't get us twisted, man. We love NBA too. We're big Laker fans. We're we have some big plans for the playing games, and we're gonna be doing some live streaming. So stay tuned to all that. We're gonna be really wrapping up the the uh, basketball content for you guys. And we're still trying to figure out the best balance of football and basketball. I don't want to just like throw us under the bus, but we're still figuring it out ourselves. So we appreciate you guys giving us patience. Or I know I'm sure there's been people who are like, "Where's the NBA stuff?" Like we didn't really talk about Jamal Murray's injury or had like an emergency podcast for it, but yeah. you know we're just trying to figure it out ourselves. Exactly. And we appreciate the support and appreciate the support on the live streams, especially when I didn't have power, but now we got power, so we back in the we dungeon. Back in the dungeon, man. So I think on that note, on want that, anything else? Look, subscribe, like, turn on post notifications, comment down below, all of that jazz. All right, audio listeners. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to anyone who listens to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and check that out down below in the description. If you guys want to listen to us on the go, you know, just want to hear our voice. Our our faces are too ugly for you guys. All right. Or too pretty. <laughs> or Talking t- about the guy on the left. Hey. Audio listeners. Well, you're on the left. Yeah, I know. It's talking about yeah. me being pretty. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying to your left. But, um, <laughs> but look, guys, um, make sure to just hit that like button and follow button the same way Andre Drummond just hits balls off the base of the rim and can't do shit on offense. <laughs> exactly, man. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram. That's right here and right there. That is at Max underscore Juan Cast. Anything else, Max? Later, y'all. Later.